Listening to Freedom Speak, the show that is powered by melted snowflakes on Conservative Talk ABQ. KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. want to invite you to check out my website at freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com, where you can listen to playbacks of all of my previous shows. All I have to do is go to that website, click on the radio replay link. And you can listen to any of the shows right from the very beginning. Anyway, so I'm here with my guest, Joe, Steve, and Lynn. And at the end of the first hour, we were talking about this recent incident that happened with this airline pilot in which he had a cardiac arrest right after landing the plane from a flight. Now, I, being a pilot myself, I want to tell you that pilots, especially commercial airline pilots, I would have to say are among some of the healthiest people in the world. And the reason I can say that is because they are required to update their medical certificate every six months in order to maintain, maintain their ATP rating, okay? ATP, ATP means air transport pilot. That's the, that's the highest rating you can get as a pilot on your pilot certificate. So. In order to maintain that ATP rating, they have to do a medical every six months. They have to pass it. This means that they don't have heart problems. That means that they're not on any kind of medication of any kind whatsoever, none. Even if you are on a mild antidepressant, they will fail you on your medical. So you cannot have any problems whatsoever. So for these people to be dropping dead or having a cardiac arrest during flight, this is not normal. This is not the sort of thing that has happened over the previous years. Have you ever heard of anything like this? I have not. Private pilots, maybe. They've got a lot more lax on that. You know, private pilot certificate like I have, you only have to get a medical every two years. So a lot can happen in two years. It's like your health can degrade quite a lot between one two-year period and the next, but not with commercial airline pilots. So here's the scary thing, okay? This is what these people do for a living, okay? To get an ATP rating is a lot of work, takes a lot of time, takes a lot of money to become a commercial airline pilot. So these people don't want to lose their job. So let's say they've taken the jab because they were coerced and forced into it. And let's say that they have been having a little bit of chest pain. They've been having a few little symptoms here and there. Do you think that they're going to sound the alarm and tell somebody about this? Do you think they're going to be inclined to do that? No. Because if they mention anything about this and it gets back to the doctor 
their medical will be revoked and their career will be over. So these pilots are afraid to raise the red flag and say, hey, I think I might have an issue because they're afraid they'll either lose their medical certification to fly, which if we lose our medical, we can no longer operate. <clears throat> Also, they might not have had any warning whatsoever. A lot of these um, jab injuries with the pericarditis and, and MIs, there's absolutely no warning. They just drop. Yeah, it can happen. I've heard that about the myocarditis thing. And I've heard that and I've talked about this previously. I listed off a long list of these athletes across the world. We're talking about another class of people which are among the healthiest people on the planet. People that are at the peak of their physical health and fitness and just suddenly dropping dead from a heart attack. Yeah, it just came out that the 34-year-old marathon runner, the Boston Marathon, um, a month ago, she, she dropped, she, she survived, she's alive. Mm -hmm. But um, of course the media swept it under the rug, like mm, we don't know what's happened. You right. know? And now it's come out, it was definitely, definitely connected to the jab. Right, and they talk yeah. about, you know, they, they put it out there as unexplained. It's unexplained, <laughs> we just don't understand it. And it's like, and, and I saw an article the other day where they said, oh, this is just unexplained, we don't understand this, but we're ruling out the jab. <laughs> Well, if it's unexplained, how can you rule out anything, right? Of course. So this poor guy that had the cardiac arrest after he landed the plane, his career is over because he is now wearing an automatic external defibrillator, also known as a life vest, that monitors his heartbeats, and if it gets off, then it shocks it back into rhythm again. His career is over. He's no longer going to be a commercial airline pilot. I guarantee that. It's like, no, he's not going to get a medical with that situation. Now, no, go well, ahead. I was just going to say, uh, nationally, they're supposed to be using the VAERS system, vaccine accident, uh, something that the reporting Vaccine system. adverse events reporting right. system. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting that they, the last time I... Uh, was aware of it, they had something like 20-something, over 20,000 deaths from vaccine. Yep. And where yep. is that in the news? It's not. Why, why aren't people informed about that? And the VAERS is widely underreported. Widely. Right. So in, in 2010, they did a study, and they found 1% of the vaccine-induced injuries. So this is before COVID, but this is related to vaccines. Only 1% was reported. Right. So, Perfect. Yeah. And then, and then we hear when, uh, when uh, the Congressional Oversight complains about it, they'll say, well, it's the VAERS system, and, and we don't have enough money. Like, wait a minute, you guys put it together. You should have fixed this decades ago, and yet you haven't. Yeah. So there we go, Fauci again. Ah, we need more money. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, part of it is that more and more so nowadays is that doctors have be there they work for these big corporations in which they're these these uh, what do they call their <sighs> these money manager I can't remember what they're called I, I got the term in here somewhere I'll come up with it in a little bit but anyway so they work for these medical hospitals clinics that are parts of these big corporations and What's the main purpose of a corporation? The main purpose of a corporation is to make money. And so it should be. Right. So 
these corporations are pressuring these doctors into saying, hey, you need to crank out as many patients as possible. You know, get them in, get them out. So are they going to have time to fill out this VAERS report? Probably not. And that's why it accounts for only 1% probably of the actual numbers. So when they say 20,000 or 20 or 30,000 people have died from the shot, you can probably we know it's guess millions. It's millions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's voluntary as well. Yeah. And these, uh, these conglomerates that uh, control the doctors are also making sure they don't use effective therapeutics. Yes. And that's the, that's the real outrage. Well, and that's not good for business. Yeah, right. We've got to treat disease and not keep people well, healthy. Well, not only that, but, you know, I think everybody by now has heard about how that these hospitals were being paid a large amount of money by the government for every person they put on a ventilator. And they were also paid for anybody that uh, got deemed as dying from a COVID death. Okay, so what's these corporations going to say? It's like, wow, okay, uh, we're not making any money, uh, you know, pre prescribing some hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin to Cheap these drugs people. that are yeah, widely available. Because then they don't end up in the hospital. So, so, the, so the, the common form of treatment now has been to say, oh, we'll go home and I think take a Tylenol or whatever. And, and then when you can't breathe anymore, come into the hospital. That's exactly what happened yeah. to me last, uh, last August. I came down with COVID and had a test at the local, eh, it was a nurse practitioner thing. Cost me $250. Basically, she didn't touch me once, asked me a bunch of questions, gave me a swab, did a PCR and said, yup, you got COVID. It's like, okay, <laughs> well, what are we going to do for therapeutics? And looked at me like I was talking Chinese. Right. She said, well, no, you take lots of Tylenol, drink lots of water, go home, and if you can't breathe, go to the hospital. Yeah, and Tylenol so I is not one of for the a couple days effective and treatments. Finally, found someone who could help me out. Yeah, right. But it was, it was. Oh, you're going to die. You're screwed. Yeah. There you go. That yeah. was, that was the therapeutic. And what's really horrible is we find out now, after many, 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 many tests and papers throughout the world, that the therapeutics are 85 percent, at least 85 percent effective. And that means when we hear people like Fauci say, "Oh, you know, 1.5 million people have died," well, you got to be, you gotta be 5, more raspy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying my best yeah, here. Yeah. I, I it hurts little, your throat. To if talk you could like see that. me, I've got a little puppet head going on here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that if you think, you consider that 85% of those fatalities are avoidable. Yes. Avoidable. Yeah. And, and they were avoidable because they, they um, made sure people couldn't, couldn't know about the available therapeutics which were cheap and available. So I believe that uh, Mr. Fauci has a lot, uh, a lot to be um, afraid of. He should be prosecuted. For that alone, prosecuted as well criminally for the, um, the funding of the Wuhan lab and his complicity in that. And I think there's some more things, too. We can get into Nuremberg as well. Oh, but yes. But it's horrible. It's ugly. It's, it's yeah. a horrible thing. Our government has, uh, the swamp has, um, has uh, dumped on us. Well, you know, Fauci should be brought up on a, uh, a Nuremberg-type trial, just like those... Nazi doctors from World War II, because this guy has been lying to people, and I think that the 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 this goes so deep. I I I don't know if we'll ever really get to the bottom of it of what's really really going on, but it, and it's multifaceted. I think it's it's a combination of things. It's the existence of evil. 
Yeah, it is. Truly evil. It is. In in all the all of its implications. Evil evil has just consumed everything. It's it's consumed. And like you said, we may never see the root of it or the source of it, no. but you can see it all around you. And and when you talk about Nuremberg, I think every single person complicit also I mean we talk about um, holding them accountable, but what about every doctor who uh, who just follows orders and knows that what they're doing isn't right. Yeah, following orders didn't work in no. Nuremberg. Everybody said, well, hey, I wasn't me. I didn't know yeah. about it. I was just following orders. Right. Uh, yeah, that doesn't cut it. No, it doesn't. It's not a good excuse. There was only one guy in Nuremberg who, um, who admitted his guilt, and that was uh, Hitler's architect. What was his name? Speer, Albert Speer. Mm -hmm. And he got, uh, I think, 20 years in prison. He was the only one who admitted any type of guilt or any culpability for anything that happened during the Third Reich. Yeah, a lot of people were executed, including doctors and nurses. As a matter of fact, uh, Balder von Schirach was the uh, Hitler youth guy who was involved in, in grooming the children. And uh, yeah, he, 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 he got hung as well. Speaking of grooming the children, I have to interject something that I just read yesterday. Sure, please from, do. From Jeff Childers. So, believe it or not, State Farm Insurance Company. Like a good neighbor? Like a good neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> was found in the state of Florida um, bringing woke materials to an elementary school. Like to the teachers. They're um, somehow, because they've already decided in the state of Florida. Um, thanks to DeSantis that that is not kosher, but somehow State Farm got in on this and was delivering books that would not be acceptable. They were found out. And I wanted to let people know because I'm actually going to change my insurance company because of this. You know, I've got State Farm too. I might have to also. <laughs> Look it up. You know, I it's I've got T-Mobile too, and they've been doing some evil have things they? too. It's like, oh my God, yeah, I have vote to find with your insurance. dollars. I'm gonna have to find a new cell carrier. I dumped Verizon after 19 years. Yeah, I dumped. And them well, a why did you, why are you yeah. leaving us? I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. And I told her. She said, Why are you leaving? And I said, Well, you go woke, you go broke. <laughs> yeah. Go. Goodbye. Yeah. What did she say to that? I'm sorry, sir. And I kept getting emails, come back, come back, come back. The sad thing is we're just a, a small spoke and a big wheel to these big corporations. And uh, I think people like us should tr are trying our best um, to reach out. Um, it's just a lack of audience, I think, right now, because people are so woke right now. They, this woke thing is a new thing that's coming out, and people are trying it out. Hey, maybe I'll like it, maybe I'll not like it. I'm borderline with just, just losing it right now because it's so frustrating. Well, you know, the problem is, and we were talking about this during the break, is over the past couple of years, so many people have been blue-pilled in which they've been bombarded with propaganda. And I've talked about propaganda a lot of times, too. It's like they've been bombarded with propaganda through, through news uh, reports and even, you know, supposedly conservative, some conservative news outlets are doing it, too. And... You know, bombarded with propaganda, woke propaganda. They've been bombarded with, in, in this state, uh, we were even bombarded with propaganda along when we were on the highway by the road, road signs. Oh, I hated that. Constantly. I hated that. You know, that. constantly in your face all the time. And billboards with people wearing masks and, you know, guilting you. And oh, if you care about your family you and your neighbor, your family, you'll wear a mask and get yeah, the jab. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, yeah. sorry. But, you know, a lot of people gave in. And, you know, we were talking about children earlier about how they're, they're so impressionable. And the thing is, think about when you were 
a kid, you were taught that uh, adults were the authority figures. And to, to go against what your adult teachers and, and officials at the school were telling you would be counter, counter to what you've been learning growing up as a child, right? Because you're supposed to respect authority and adults. And as, as, you're not supposed to talk back. And as you get higher in the, in the education, education, I like to call it, mm -hmm, yeah. uh, you should have faculties of critical thinking. Yeah. And those should increase all the time. And unfortunately, with our education system, that is not a priority whatsoever. It's mostly emotional gobbledygook, and those, those faculties are not there. There's a reason that the public schools have, um, have failed in their mission. That is their mission. The mission is to create sheeple. Yeah. So you've got impressionable dummies, basically, as well, heads full of mush is what, uh, what Rush Limbaugh used to, say, used to call it. That's right, heads so full of mush. So you show up at some university and you're, you're, you're bombarded with constant leftist information. And I remember going through that myself and, uh, and having to have the courage to look at your own convictions in a critical light and uh, courage actually this is why i believe this is so and you look at the you look at it overall and so you form your your own outlook but not not emotionally it's not an emotional play it's not oh what about the children oh look at the bodies it's all emotional gobbledygook and it pays because people have not been treated have not been trained to critically think about things. So they go to this emotional stuff. So Beto's in front of that, standing essentially, standing on the children's bodies while the blood's still on the floor. And he says, oh, we ought to do something about guns. Has nothing to do with the actual problem. But it's emotional. Mm -hmm. And people take that emotional thing and create their own um, worldview and I think also their identity as well. I'm feeling. Those people over there are non-feeling. They're evil. I'm good. Well, I think we've been trained by Hollywood. Yeah. We've been trained since we were little children to watch Hollywood movies, and they tell you what to feel. If you watch movies from other countries, um, you'll often see just life happening, just normal life happening. It's not sensationalized. But we've all been trained. We've been brought up on Hollywood, which then leads right into the mainstream media, which they tell you what to feel. You don't get to make up your own mind. They tell you what to feel by sensationalizing everything. Mm -hmm. So we've all been trained in that, and you have to pull yourself out to think critically. Because the easier thing is just like, oh, okay, this is bad, this is good, <gasps> okay, and you just follow that. And, tell you and what most to of the feel. people do. I like that. They tell you what to feel. What to feel. I was in, I spent a lot of time in the country of Jordan watching Jordanian TV. And I remember an advertisement where these two kids were like in the standard Jordanian village, a lot of stones and stuff. And they're, they're playing and they're doing stuff. And, and all of a sudden over the horizon comes a big tank to, to, uh, to confront these innocent children. And it had a Star of David on it. So, you know, obviously, the, you know, the Israelis are coming, they're coming to take your children out, and they're bringing tanks against little kids playing with bicycles, you know. Same thing. It's the yep. same idea. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, one law firm, which I, I've read an interesting article, and this was also on the Epoch Times, like a, a law firm called John Pierce Law, and they're filing a lawsuit against all of the airlines, and they're starting starting with one called Atlas Air, they're starting with them, but they said, we're gonna sue all of them. Because 
we believe that uh, these people people's rights were violated. And not only that, but the FAA has been violating their own rule. It's like one thing that will fail you on a medical, or not only that, but apparently there's a rule with the airlines themselves that if you're getting some kind of experimental therapy, you are not going to be flying. And I heard that. And so not to mention if you're getting an experimental therapy, you're not going to pass a medical. So why are these people ignoring, the rule, ignoring their own rules and forcing their employees to do something which disqualifies them from doing their job? They're, they're, this is insanity. It's total insanity. So they're suing all of these people. And a lot of these pilots are suffering symptoms of having problems, but like I said, they're being quiet and they're not saying anything because they don't want to lose their jobs. And another thing I wanted to talk about too is these, this is something that really makes me angry, is these medical exemptions. Now I, I got some people mad at me a lot over the past couple years that were saying, oh, well, I'm going to get a medical exemption. I said, you are complying by applying for a medical exemption. And for them to reject your medical exemption is a violation of your First Amendment rights. Think about this. It's like, okay, well, I applied for a medical exemption and I explained to them why my religion is relevant and they reject it and they say my, my religion doesn't qualify. Can, can you see the, how unconstitutional that is? They're asking for permission. Yeah. When they actually... They're asking for permission, exactly. And they that's don't what need I to said. ask for permission. You don't have to ask for no. permission. You're right. This is your right. And it's like, they do not have a right to judge you on your religion, how you practice your religion, what you believe in, who you, who you bow before, who you worship. It's none of their business. They're not allowed to do that. The First Amendment guarantees that freedom of religion, freedom to practice religion freely as you want to. And for them to say, oh, sorry, your religion didn't qualify. It's interesting. Bodily autonomy is, is uh, integral to the uh, Constitution. Definitely, certainly is. It's very interesting to see the reaction against that, whereas contrast that to the, quote, right of abortion, which came from, you know, Supreme Court rulings that uh, relied on uh, emanations and penumbra to find this right. It's kind of an interesting contrast, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of things that, that we thought were just, that we thought were normal for us have just been turned upside down over the past couple of years. Our religion is being judged, and, and most people don't have a problem with that. Uh, you're being told what to do with your body. That's okay. And the my body, my choice crowd, they've disappeared. They've crawled away into the woodwork. And they no longer believe, apparently, that anymore. And not to mention just all the, the, like, even the ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union. I mean, shouldn't it be your civil liberty to have control over your own body, over what goes in there? And certainly, if you are going to accept an experimental gene therapy. And by the way, after all this time, none of these so-called vaccines have been approved. They are still under emergency use authorization. There is no emergency. 
Why is there still an emergency use author, uh, authorization? Are you seeing people dr dropping dead all over the place? Do you personally know anybody that has dropped dead lately? I don't. Of, of, of all the people I know in, in my circle of friends and family, I've had one person die over the past year, and it was my uh, stepfather, which had pre-existing conditions and had for quite some time. And, of course, they didn't give him any kind of preventative treatments. And Yeah, my cousin died basically because of that. He got COVID. It was sort of a, I wouldn't, I hate to say long-term-ish, but he had problems, and he, he was never treated properly, never treated with the proper therapeutics, so he died. Yeah. And I know a friend of mine, uh, her, her uh, retired friends, uh, I think late 80s, early, I'm sorry, late 70s, early 80s, they both died within four or five days of taking the vax yeah. over like a three-week period. See, that's the one thing I do know. I do know a lot of people within my circle of friends and family that have had bad adverse reactions from the shot. I do know that. People that have died, no. One. That's it. And that person had comorbidities. So, Lynn, you had, since we're kind of on this subject of health and, and, and treatments and things like that, you had some interesting topics you wanted to cover. And it kind of fits right into the kinds of things that we should be doing to keep ourselves healthy. Now, I know myself, over the past couple years, daily, I've been taking vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, Aha, we're uh -huh. going to go right into that. Yeah. Let's talk about sunlight and vitamin D. Let's do it. Because taking a pill yeah. is not the same as getting sunshine. Yes. So maybe at some point you could have a skylight in this hey, building. That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've been doing some extra research. I've known how important sunlight is for a long time. But um, we, just as you mentioned in the beginning, fear-mongering is the theme of all of this. Yeah. So for decades, um, I, I'm not even sure when it started, um, where the doctors and the TV and everyone was telling us to be afraid of the sun, put sunscreen on, you're going to get skin cancer if you don't. Well, it turns out, guess what? That was all a lie. That yeah. was all a lie. Wow, they've been lying to us about something. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> What about over the past couple of, week, couple, of, couple of years when they've been telling us we're locked down and they want us to stay in our houses? I was like, wow, is that good for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No fresh air, yeah, no, no sunshine, air. no exercise. Oh, yeah. that's great yeah, for you. Yeah, close health. down them gyms. Uh -huh. Those things are dangerous. You know, I have to say, um, back in April or May of 2020, I was out walking the ditches like I did all the time. Nothing in my life changed that much. Yeah. Um, and I saw this man on the ditch and he looked terrible. And I just wondered, was he a homeless guy? What was wrong with him? Was he a drug addict? And he just turned to me and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to get out. I thought I was going to lose it. And what he was saying is, he thought I was going to tell him, what are you doing out of your house? You're supposed to be in your house. And I said to him, good, be outside, get, get some fresh yeah. air. Like, I think many people took it literally that you're not allowed to leave your house. Well, I love how a crazy tiny tyrant, she was closing <laughs> down parks around the state. Oh. It's like closing down the parks. They didn't want people outside at the parks. But the no. liquor stores and the pot stores are okay. That's uh -huh. right, those are okay. <laughs> Yeah, because they want you to go home, stay inside your house, out of the sunlight, getting drunk and getting high. Exactly. Yes. And getting yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah, and getting sick. 
So vitamin D is only one thing in sunlight. There, I mean, as you can imagine, it's impossible to really scientifically analyze all the benefits of sunlight. And it's so much more than science could ever say. But getting in the sun is essential for human health. And it's not the same as taking a pill because um, the pill is vitamin D only. And sunlight has many, many, many other benefits. So um, vitamin D itself, it helps increase bone strength. It, it boosts immunity. It, um, it actually secretes dopamine and serotonin. So if you know anyone that are on um, antidepressants, you could encourage them to get in the sun more. It actually is some of the same pathways. The serotonin and the dopamine are excreted via the sunlight. So, you know, I know every time I get out in the sun for a while, I always feel better afterwards. Don't just, you feel better? Just overall, I feel you better. You feel relaxed. Yeah, yeah. You just feel better. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Whenever I'm having a stressful day, I'll go outside for a while and sit in the sun and psh, changes yeah, completely. Yeah. So um, there, there's a Dr. Mark Sorensen who wrote a book called Embrace the Sun. And it's a beautiful book and I highly recommend it, but it goes into all of this. 40% um, of sunlight is near infrared, so we can't actually see it. But much of the benefits are in this infrared. So I actually have infrared lights I use in my practice. Oh, nice. And so it focuses on this and what this infrared at 850 nanometers does is it actually penetrates, goes into the body, and it heals the tissues. So Lynn, it, we're at the 30 minute mark. Okay. Hold that thought, and right after the break, we're gonna go into this some more. We're gonna talk about this infrared light. It sounds okay. really fascinating. I watched uh, one of the videos you sent me too. So we, we'll be right back. used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years, veteran owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call 505-877-3331. 505-877-3331. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com here at agave builders we are a veteran family-owned company since 1993 if you have a small honey-do list or need a home build we can help you with that so call us at 505-385-6680 do you have a hard time getting in and out of your bathtub we are also a premier walk-in tub dealer we can help you with those aches and pains of getting in and out find us at agavebuildersnm.com 
We are also a VA certified company that helps qualified veterans obtain grants through the VA and other nonprofits to repair or remodel their home. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com, look us up on Facebook, or call us 505-385-6680. That's 505-385-6680. Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist. Ribsbbq.com. Longing to be free of pain? Free of pain meds? To move freely and easily again? Call Dr. Lynn today. 505-200-0271. RiverLightCommunityPT.com. 505-200-0271. Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere, conservativetalkabq.com. Want to invite you to send me questions and comments. Get started advertising. Email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. The theme of today's show has been fear-mongering. A lot of that going on out there, and... When we ended the last uh, segment, I was talking with my good friend Lynn Carpenter here, and she was talking about the topic of infrared light, which is a really interesting topic, and we're going to continue that thought. Lynn, go ahead. Okay, so infrared light is the red end of the spectrum that we can't actually see with our eyes. Mm -hmm. But it is so, so beneficial to us in so many ways. So I use these near-infrared light machines in my practice, um, helping to speed bone healing, tissue healing, um, any kind of inflammatory response. Basically, any injury or pain is related to inflammation. And the infrared light will speed up the healing of these areas. And it's a beautiful process. It just sends energy to the mitochondria of the cells. And the cells do with it what they need. So some of the cells might need to slough off. Some of the cells might have an injury to the cell wall. And you can think of this also with jab injuries. There's so much injury to the cell walls. And the infrared would be a wonderful way to work on this. If I knew someone who was having cardiac issues after the jab, I would get their heart in front of an infrared machine for multiple times a day. Um, these are readily available. They're not hugely expensive, um, a few hundred dollars. You can get infrared saunas, which are much more expensive, but mine are like $500 and you can get half of the front of your body and just rotate your body as you go. Um, but the, uh, if you don't have one, just get into the sunlight. You're getting a lot of the same benefits. So what they have found is that vitamin D is locally synthesized. 
That means the part of your body that gets into the sun is where the vitamin D is going. Now, I watched one of the videos that you sent me, which was really interesting. Now, the when we're talking about getting out in the sun, we're not talking about you, you know, because a lot of people, especially in this country, they have jobs in which they work inside all the time, and they don't get outside very much. But we're not talking about in which... You're working inside all the time. You never go outside. Oh, I'm going to go for a day at the beach and I'm going to lay out in the sun today. And there's there's my... And get fried. Yeah, I get fried <laughs> and burned. I, that happened to me the other day when I was camping. But uh, no... Sunburn is not helpful. Sunburn yeah. is not helpful. Mm. What we're talking about is like uh, is like a little bit of exposure all the time. Exactly. So if, if, if you're somebody that works outside for a living, you're not going to have any problem. Matter of fact, if you work outside for a living, you're probably going to be pretty healthy, I would say. Probably. Yeah. And if you work inside, they have found that melanoma is actually related to fluorescent indoor lighting. And you know, I hate fluorescent lights. They mm -hmm. actually give me a headache. Yes. I am they very sensitive. I can actually see the pulsating of the light and it's like it really, yeah, it gives me a headache. I don't mm -hmm. like it. I like incandescent lights way better or maybe LED. Right. So the fear of melanoma is what the doctors have used for the fear mongering to get people out of the sunlight. And whether they knew what they were telling people was absolutely wrong or they were just following, I don't know. Going back to Nuremberg, I would say they'd be, most of them should be liable for knowing at least that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That we've, you know, how, how many years have humans been in the sun and now all of a sudden it's not healthy for us makes no sense no but if you're inside most of the time and you decide you want to start getting sun exposure start with the mornings start with the indirect sun start and then just check your skin is it not burned and then maybe you could go a few minutes more and gradually gradually increase it i can be outside in the middle of the day for several hours because i'm used to it now i mean when i i grew up in upstate new york and i was white 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 yeah and when i was seven I went to Puerto Rico and I got fried because I was not used to the sun yeah. and I didn't think about it. And then getting to um, sunscreen, sunscreen is not helpful either because most of them are highly carcinogenic. And I think there is a process between the sunlight and the sunscreen that creates a process that causes the skin cancer. So people who use sunscreen have a higher incidence of sun of skin cancer. Mm, that makes sense because it's like baking that stuff into exactly. you. Exactly. It's baking yeah. it into you. It's yeah. not natural. Yeah. So um, where we want our vitamin D levels is to be 40 or above. And You know, I prefer when I'm out, like if I'm intentionally going outside and it's like, okay, um, I want to get a little bit of a tan, I will make it a point to go out there and maybe lay on each side for, say, 15 minutes and, mm -hmm. then, I'm, and then I'm out of there. And it's like Perfect. that way it's just, just enough. You know, not yeah. enough to scorch me and give me like a, give me like a burn, but enough to just kind of just give it a little bit of color. And if you you're know? paying attention, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know you're starting Once to you feel too hot. Once you see that you're hot. turning red, you're, you're overdone. Yeah. yeah, you're overdone. You <laughs> yeah. need to just pay attention to how you're feeling. But it only yeah. takes 20 minutes. It only takes 20 minutes to get um, 20,000 IUs of vitamin D which is like times 10 of what a normal dose of a pill would be. Yeah. So if you could get 20 minutes of sunlight in somewhat direct sun a day, beautiful. That's all you need to do. And you're getting plenty of vitamin D for your bones, for your brain health, for your immunity. I mean, there isn't any system of the body that's not affected by sunlight and vitamin D. 
Huh? So for it, it's the number one thing for health, I think. No, I remember hearing from some of the um, COVID experts talking about D3, how D3 was very important for the immune system. Absolutely important for the immune system. The, the immune system cannot function without vitamin D. And people who have um, lower than 30... Um, Nanograms per milliliter. Exactly, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Nanograms per milliliter. Um, those are the ones that are really susceptible to issues with their immune system. And most of those people are, they're probably not getting much of any sunlight. And supplementation helps to some degree, but it actually is not as effective for the immune system as sunlight. So you can, you can take a lot of pills and increase your vitamin D, but it's not the same. So I would highly recommend just getting in the sun. And if, say, say you're going to be um, in a cloudy place. We're so lucky here in Albuquerque. We live at 35 latitude, and that is the cutoff. So it's actually 35.08. So this is what I've surmised. If you live in northern... Albuquerque, in the, in the dead of winter, you can't get much vitamin D in the middle of the day. But if you live in southern Albuquerque... Really? We're exactly on that line. And I'm lucky. I live, I live down south. I live in the southwest. Wow. I live in the East Mountain. <laughs> I don't know what it's like out there. <laughs> you know, one thing I, I've noticed, is, and you can tell me what, is that even if it's cloudy, you're still getting a certain amount of uh, the sun's rays. Absolutely, I mean, obviously, because it's light outside. The worst it's sunburn like, of my life yeah. in Puerto Rico when I was 17 on a cloudy day. was a cloudy day. Yeah, because you don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's the UVA. So there's UVA and UVB. Uh -huh. And the UVA is, is the harmful rays that you get sunburned by, and the UVB. So what I understand is the, the clouds will filter more of the of the UVB and you'll get the UVA. So you can still get burned through the clouds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, know that even on a cloudy day, you can still get some vitamin D. So go out every single day. Yep, you can. Isn't there a relationship between really dark skin uh, and UV, I'm sorry, and uh, sunlight induced uh, vitamin D? Do people, people Well, people really with dark, dark skin, skin need, need more, more time in, in in the sun. Well, I know if you have dark skin, melanin. you're going to absorb the rays more. It's just kind of like a... No, it's if you like, have dark skin, you need more time because yeah. it, it filters. Ra okay, yeah. Yeah, it's the other uh -huh. way because people who have dark, dark skin, they're from sunny places or their ancestors are from sunny places. So the skin changes so that you can accommodate a lot of sunshine. But for me, I was white, 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 and now not so much because I get lots of sun exposure. So now I need more than I would have needed then. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now, there was another thing I noticed uh, when I was looking at some of the notes that you sent me, something mm -hmm. about that caught my attention about vegetable oil. Yes. You know, it's like... That's a hot topic. Yeah. One thing I can tell you about vegetable oil that I have discovered myself is that if it if I buy some vegetable oil and it sits in the cupboard for just a little, you know, just not not much time at all, it gets really stinky. And it's like... And then if you cook your food with it, your food is stinky. <laughs> it's like, like, I never make, like, cookies with vegetable oil because... I, I smell that stinky smell and the cookies aren't as good. So I usually make like my cookies with like canola oil, something like that, because it's, it's different or, or, or 
is still like a virgin seed oil. Olive oil. Olive oil works too. But anyways, so something that I found interesting about that, it got me thinking about the vegetable oil. Okay, everybody is on this kick, and they have been for years, about like say, for instance, you go to McDonald's and you get some french fries. They're frying the fries in vegetable oil now, okay? Now, I remember, I'm not sure how old you, I'm not sure if you're about my age or not, but I, I'm old enough to remember it back in the like 70s when McDonald's used to make their fries, they used to fry them in lard. They were, oh my God, they were so tasty. They were so good. And I it's like, did eat the fries in the 70s. Weren't they good? Yes. Oh my gosh, I miss those so much. And, and they so, snuck the change. When they snuck did they the change. change I don't know, but they're not as good now. Vegetable just isn't as good. But see, here's the funny thing is, they made you believe that vegetable oil was more healthy. And from my little bit of research I did, that's not the case. Lard is actually better. Oh, absolutely better. Real lard, not yeah. snow cap lard, but yeah. real lard or yeah. real tallow, animal fat. Animal fat, yeah. yes. Yes. So much more healthy. So eating out is an issue. Um, because I don't know of a single restaurant that doesn't use vegetable oil in yeah, cooking. I don't either. But when you cook at home, you can cook in um, bacon grease. Bacon grease butter. is wonderful. Mm -hmm. All those things they told us were unhealthy are actually the healthiest. They're saturated fat. You want to cook in saturated fat because it's stable. Saturated is stable. So when you cook it, it doesn't turn into free radicals and become carcinogenic and cause all of the um, imaginable problems you could imagine in your body. So um, a connection here between sunlight and the seed oils is that they're finding that people who eat a lot of these, the lineal, it's called linoleic acid, um, the omega-6, the bad oils, uh, people who eat a lot of those are more prone to sunburn. So oh. if, you're, if you're lowering that down, you'll be able to accommodate more sunlight. Some people say, oh, I just can't get in the sun because I burn. It's largely related to diet and the wow. fats because the skin is made of oil and fat. Bless you. Sorry. It's, re it's really interesting. We, uh, we have, if you will, decoded DNA, and uh, now we think we know everything about the human body. And, uh, and, and the arrogance of the, of the present is, is astounding. And I think it's always been that way. Uh, but it's funny, there is so much, we are so complex and so uh, miraculously put together that I don't think we're ever gonna know the full details. And you're talking about the confluence of diet and the chemistry that's going on with that. It is so complicated, there's no way for us to really plumb the full depths of what's going on. Well, it seems to be that what's been going on over the last couple of years, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Lynn, is that they have intentionally been trying to make people less healthy. Absolutely. Oh, of course. Stay inside. Stay inside. And wear then your mask. It, somehow it came out that sunlight and vitamin D was good, and then it was debunked immediately. No, no, it doesn't help yeah, with COVID. Yeah, everything gets debunked yeah. nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, where's the where's the money in sunlight? I can't sell you sunlight. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. Come on, yeah. we got to figure out some way to do that. Right. No, you're right. You're and right. And also processed food versus real animal fat and real food. There's yeah. there's more profit in the processed food. Right. And there again, it leads back to the big corporations Absolutely. that are that are. It's all about making money, and it's not about anything else. It's not about health. Um, wow, health that just falls into the whole thing there. So these big. These hot, oh, here's an interesting point I wanted to make. Okay, so 
Over the past couple of years, remember when they were shutting down all the hospitals and not allowing anybody to come in for elective surgeries. And they weren't let, letting people come in for things like uh, cancer screenings and things like that. There again, making people less healthy, letting a, a, an illness which could potentially be caught early get out of control. But not only that, but the hospitals make a majority of their operating money off of elective surgeries. So when they prevented them from doing that, they bankrupted a lot of hospitals. So what happens when a hospital gets bankrupted? These fund managers, these, these, these people, these private equity firms and all this kind of stuff, they, they swoop in and they scoop them up and they buy them. And so then suddenly your hospital is owned by a big corporation in which the main objective is to make money for the shareholders. Not to make you healthy, not to save your life. And not only that, but the doctors are gonna do what they're told by the corporation rather than to abide by their Hippocratic Oath and to try to make you well. So it's something that we've seen and that's why a lot of these, these, these hospitals, they adopt these things that they call protocols, okay? Protocols don't have anything to do with what the doctor wants to do for you. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, the doctor checking you out, say, yeah, you got this problem or that problem, and, and this is the course of action I, I suggest. And it doesn't have anything to do with your, in, your presentation in that moment as an individual. No. You're it's not just an individual. you're labeled with one word and then yes. sent on a protocol. That's it. You're a you're a you're a number. You're a person with a certain set of of um, conditions, and then they look you up on the protocol, and you the protocol, whatever the protocol is, whatever the corporation has said needs to be done to you. That's what they will do the doctors out of the loop. Do you sounds, know, sounds like the joy of socialized medicine. Yes, it does, don't it? So when I was in physical therapy school back in two, 2007, 8, 9, um, they told us that this is the direction medicine is going, that you have to learn the protocols for these things, and if you don't do the protocol exactly as is, you will not get reimbursed. And I remember at that time thinking, I don't want any part of the system. I don't like this. And I did. I worked in the system for eight years, and then it, it was just more and more of the factory. They, they took me from one patient an hour to two patients an hour to four patients an hour, and to the point where I didn't even get to see my patients. I was just writing reports, and then I was out of there. Well, see, this is why I now go to a private doctor that doesn't answer to anyone except himself. And he's a PMA, and he, you know, he doesn't work for some big medical group. Mm -hmm. He's by himself. And the uh, cost might seem more than going to a, one of these big conglomerate corporate-owned medical groups, 
But if you think about it, I don't have medical insurance. I haven't had medical insurance for years. I lost my medical insurance when Obamacare kicked in. Remember, I did the same thing. Remember you when sing you sing it, sister? Yeah. Yep. Me remember too. when if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your plan, you can keep. No, you can't no, keep your plan. I my plan got taken away from me <clears throat> because it didn't meet the standards of Obamacare. So therefore, my plan went away. Okay, and the reasonable price I was paying went away. And what it was replaced by is something that wasn't nearly as good that cost three times as much. So I don't see uh, where the savings came in that I was supposed to, that I was promised by Obama. I, I didn't see any of those savings. As a matter of fact, my, my cost went up 300% and I lost my plan. So it's like, um, why are more people not talking about that? I took the tax penalty. I was a health care provider, and I dropped my health yeah. insurance because so, it was ridiculous. So now I go without insurance. I don't pay that ridiculous amount of insurance. And when I need to go to the doctor, yeah, I'm paying, I'm paying him 150 bucks an hour. But, but you're getting good care. But I'm getting good care, uh, individual care, in which I'm not being, uh, you know, uh, corralled through like uh, like cattle going to a slaughter. It's like, no, he sits down, he takes some time with me, we talk, uh, he, he actually is concerned about my problem, and, uh, and it, gets, it gets resolved. And I'm an individual, I'm not a number. I'm not being treated with protocols. And these are the parallel societies we are building. Yes, it mm -hmm. is. So you want to, do you got anything else to say on that stuff you're talking about, or do you want to roll into the PMA? Um, what was the PMA? We can roll into the PMA, Private okay, Membership so, Association. So I mentioned PMAs a while back, and I just kind of skimmed the surface because I'm actually still learning about it myself. But basically what we've seen over the past couple years, we've seen a lot of businesses being forced out of business saying, well, if you don't do this or that or the other thing, we're going to take away your business license. We're going to take away your liquor license. We're going to take away your medical license. We're going to all these licenses, which honestly, I think licenses are unconstitutional to start with. But so... There's a solution to that, and, and, and I've talked about this parallel economy in which we create this parallel economy in which we can live as free Americans like we're meant to be. And so you know a little bit more about it because you've been actually diving into this and you're working on uh, setting up a PMA yourself. So go ahead. Yes, I am, and I'm happy to be doing it. Well, um, as you mentioned, a license is actually what binds your business to operate in accordance with public law by definition. So when you drop your license, you drop that bind and that's a piece of the PMA. So as a private membership association, a business moves out of the public domain and into the private domain. And this has been a legal possibility for um, since the beginning of this country. It's just that it hasn't um, been known about from by most people. It's um, So in the private domain, it's not generally subject to governmental scru scrutiny, censorship, control, or mandates. So no mass mandates, no vaccine mandates. Mandates, by the way, which are not laws. Yes, <laughs> they're not laws. <laughs> so we think. <laughs> um, yeah, including but not limited to the FDA mandates, um, full freedom of speech, uh, licensing is not required. So 
it really allows a business to do whatever they want to do within a general, I mean, you as long as you're not hurting people, yeah, as long as you're not raping, murdering, um, dismembering people. Yeah. That would probably be frowned upon. Yeah. Yes. That would be yes. frowned upon. Uh -huh. Um, but other than that, people are allowed to do what they want. And in the, when prohibition was a thing, that's how these drinking establishments were able to continue going. They were private membership associations. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If you've got a PMA, you're not required to have a liquor license. Exactly. And it also doesn't stop you from going to, say, a big box store and buying your liquor to bring it in and resell it. Absolutely. Like, the one thing that I, that I learned just a while back that I didn't know is that when you have a liquor license and you're running a, a, you know, a bar or a restaurant or whatever, you are required according by, by the terms of that liquor license to buy your liquor from specific suppliers. Oh, okay. there it is. There's the rub. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Someone's yeah. making cash in there. Yeah, of course. Of course. There's, there's palms getting greased there. And so, so if you don't, you'll be in trouble. And you'll run, you run the risk of having your liquor license pulled. Now, recently, with this whole, uh, these illegal, unconstitutional mandates that the tiny tyrant was imposing over the last couple of years, she was threatening to take away people's liquor licenses if they did not comply with her lockdowns yeah, and shutdowns. Yeah, you don't do what I want, I'll take away your license. Right, see? So what you're talking about, that takes away that leverage that they have. Absolutely, because it can, at any time, they can come up with something else. Of course, and you know they will. You know, just like the monkeypox, and I'll talk about that in the third <laughs> hour. It's like, yeah, okay. that's another scam. So go ahead. So some examples of P PMAs are a private education association or homeschooling. Um, well, the private membership association is a business of brick and mortar, but a private education association could be homeschooling. Um, private health association, they're usually homeopathic or naturopathic healers. Private ministerial association. Now tell me, okay, tell me on this, okay. If you have a PMA, mm -hmm. you don't really need to have a medical license, do you? No. I, I would think not. No. no. Right. Because there again, it's a license and licenses are part of the system in which uh, that are go along with, with business licenses. I know. And, and what people then think is, oh, they might not know what they're doing. Right. But like for me, I've been already working for 15 years under a license mm -hmm. and I went through and I got my degree. So if, if say an MD, a medical doctor goes through medical school, but then chooses not to go through the licensing, they still have right. the expertise. I mean, I'm going to trust a doctor. If I go in his office, I don't care if he's got a medical license. If I see on the wall, he's got like a PhD and he's, he's, a, he's, he's gone to school. He's, and you know what they could even do is one thing I would love to see is I would love to see people post their grades. What, what was your GPA? <laughs> it's like, you know, I've heard about these doctors that have gotten through medical school barely by the skin of their teeth and got in with like a C plus or something like, it's like, do I really want to go to that doctor? And it's like, so what doctors could do in this situation is they could, they could post their, they could post their degree. They could post their, their transcript of their, of their grades. And it's like, yeah, I got a straight A doctor here. It's like, yeah, I trust that doctor. There yeah, you what go. About, what about their patient outcomes? Yeah, right. Those surgeons only, Testimonials. only 15% of their patients die. The other 13, <laughs> you know, 14%. I've yeah. got a low ratio of complications. That's like, right. That would be helpful to know. You it notice we known. don't get that information. Right. No, of course yeah. not. <laughs> so um, we're, uh, that's the end of the second hour. Do we still have more to talk about with PMAs? 
Um, I just want to mention. Okay, because we'll we'll, okay. we'll we'll hit it at the beginning of the third yeah. hour. And so also in the third hour, I wanted to, and I touched on this. I've been wanting to get to this for like the past few weeks, and it, it just never, I never got there. But ten times experts predicted the world would end by now. I want to talk about that because that's kind of fun. So we'll re, we'll be right back for the third hour very shortly.